0: Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the last uh, the last session of the day. Uh, it's really, really great here. Uh, great to be here. For for me, my name is Jr. And I'm I'm here with uh, Ludovic Tressel. I was asking him how he pronounces his name. He comes all the way from France just to speak to you. So whenever he comes on, please uh, give him a big hand. Uh, he's gonna help us a lot. So this uh, this is really an exciting week for all of us in Cloudwatch. Uh, since 2018, uh, seventeen, we uh, made a very intentional effort to radically redefine the experience in a number of areas of of the product. You might have uh, already seen a few months ago when we announced uh, metric math, which which allows you to create metrics uh, on the fly based on your existing metrics. Uh, And just a few days ago, we announced the ability to alarm on metric math, which is also very useful uh, as you're defining your threshold. Personally, uh, for me, the, the, the most interesting feature on the metric side, so we're going to talk about logs, uh, is uh, automatic dashboards, which was announced uh, also a few days ago. An automatic dashboard is really a pre-built dashboard with a very opinionated view of how your dashboard needs to be monitored, uh, and it's automatically created. It's literally a single click. Uh, so if you go to CloudWatch right now, when I say literally, that's what I really mean. It's little, little, a single click. You cl- click on dashboard. Uh, on, that, on CloudWatch dashboard, it allows a uh, I'm sorry, in CloudWatch, and you can go directly to these pre-built dashboards. So if you are already an AWS customer, uh, you are already able to see those. Uh, but I'm really, really super proud to be here uh, and uh, announce that as of October, uh, CloudWatch already monitors more than one quadrillion metric observations. A quadrillion, if you're in the US. In the US, a quadrillion is 15 zeros. So it's a billion millions or a million billions, any way you want to do it. Uh, So that's 15 zeros after the one. This is really exciting for all of us. CloudWatch also already triggers more than 3.9 trillion events. That's also pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, And also ingests more than 100 petabytes of logs per month. And this is only as of October. Now, whether you are a single solo developer on your garage, pursuing your dream, or maybe you are a small developer in an SMB, uh, or one of 100 in a large enterprise, really, for us, we just want to say thank you. This is really the reason we come to work every single day. So for us, we just really want to say thanks to everybody who is already a CloudWatch product. If, and if not, you should be, and you should help us get these numbers to be a little bigger. If you're in this session, It is probably, this meme is probably uh, something that you've already seen. Uh, Every time you are working on your systems, whether you're a developer or an operator, you never know what to expect, right? Every single day brings something different, applications are getting complex, uh, whether it's a number of runtimes or the number of platforms that you need to use. So we sort of use that within the CloudWatch team to sort of say, in our roles, in our craft, what we do is to simply deal with a number of things that's ha- that happen every single day. Now, so, sometimes things look like this, right? They, they don't look like a, like a really fabulous job like your significant other probably thinks that you work at. You come in in the morning, and we call that state of blissful ignorance, right? So you're grabbing your coffee, and you don't know of anything that's about to happen, right? All of a sudden you get an alarm, and you start wondering, you enter this state of confusion, right? Start wondering what happened with the system. I was just grabbing a coffee, pulling the lever. Um, time passes by, and your level of stress starts going a little higher, just like your metrics on CPU utilization or some other metric on your dashboard. Now, of course, you start doing some initial investigation, right? And Uh, Maybe you deploy a small change, and we call that the state of false hope, right? That's where you think like the first idea that you had about the solution to the problem is really going to uh, make any significant impact, and it's in many cases not the case. So then you start really going into this state of desperation, right? which you start now figuring out, getting the team all hands on board, uh, on deck, and trying to figure out what really is happening until somebody really identifies the root cause of the problem Now, you get now in your state of what we call enlightenment, right? And now you finally deploy uh, another change, and somehow you restore the service, right? Everybody claps, and they think you are really this big-time hero. Now, the reality is that in order to solve the problems that come to you on a daily basis, there are at least three pieces of information or classes of information that are important for you and i hope this is no longer controversial it used to be controversial a number of months ago maybe a couple of years ago but i think by now everybody agrees that in order to achieve full visibility what you need is metrics you need logs and you need tracing does anybody disagree with that still well nobody's going to raise their hand right uh, so that was a leading question but in Uh, In Amazon, what we believe is that these three data types really help you get this full range of visibility. So we have CloudWatch metrics that allow you to uh, uh, ingest custom metrics or your detailed metrics from your infrastructure, create alarms against that, put them on dashboards. We also have CloudWatch logs that allow you to ingest logs from your AWS services as well as your custom logs. And obviously, a couple of years ago, we announced AWS X-Ray, which allows you to trace transactions that come into your system and map them in a way that you can visualize and know what happened with a, specific, with a specific transaction. Specifically on logs, this is a product that we announced a number of years ago, very successful, as we saw earlier. It helps you move logs off of your hosts, put them in a secure location, and durable storage backed by S3 with the, the 11.9's durability, set automatic retention policies, that allow you to automatically delete data that should not be in the system, uh, create metrics and alarms from those logs, and also perform basic text searches. In addition, more and more companies have found over the past few years that it is a very important tool in your security and compliance uh, frameworks uh, in terms of uh, the the rules that you can impose on the usage and access of the the logs, uh, as well as sort of the audit that, that you can perform when and if the lawyers come calling. Now, when, the way we think of CloudWatch, about CloudWatch logs is that it participates in what we call log management. At a high level, log management is this idea that it's a system that allows you to store and monitor your logs. Uh, not terribly complicated in terms of the definition, or right? I hope everybody understand that, understands that. Now, in addition to storing and, uh, uh, and preserving your logs, CloudWatch Logs also integrates very well with a number of uh, services on the ingress path and a number of services on the egress path. So on the ingestion path, we talk about the ability for you to ingest custom logs, ingest EC2 logs, CloudTrail, logs from Lambda, ECS, and a number of other services. Dozens of services in AWS already integrate with CloudWatch Logs. On the Egress path. There is also a number of services that uh, are integrated uh, na- uh, natively with CloudWatch logs, including S3, Lambda, Kinesis, uh, and a number of other partners. Very specifically, we have a lot of users as well They use the Amazon Elasticsearch Service. For example, these users uh, have uh, to uh, want to create log, uh, dashboards using Kibana. Maybe they're used to Logstash, and they use these two products. Uh, together. You know, they prefer sometimes Kibana or Logstash because it's an inelastic search, an open API. You're able to continue to use the rich visualizations that you already have there. So we have a large number of users that continue to use both services. Now, over the past few years, what we saw is that there was still a number of needs that customers were telling us were latent. Uh, and uh, they start, when, when, we are asking, when we were asking customers, What is the problem that you have with the current setup? The first thing they were telling us is that they were still using some of the primitive tooling. So they were still logging into their hosts, maybe running find, running grep, in order to discover the information that they were looking for. More interestingly, a number of customers actually told us that what they were using is actually writing scripts and bringing that information into spreadsheets to actually run and calculate specific aggregations, kind of embarrassing. Uh, in addition to that, we had customers that were complaining that the cost of their existing tooling was forcing them to actually filter their logs. So at the source, they were implementing things to limit the number of logs that they were sending to their tools. And in other cases, what we had is customers that, wanted, that needed to build their own tooling, uh, their, their own login framework, their, their own login pipeline, and that, over time, became so complex that what you had is to spend a lot of time dedicated, not just to implementing the application that you're supposed to be working on, but actually maintaining this logging framework. So the question that we asked ourselves was, what if CloudWatch combined log management with the ability to analyze your logs, or what people call log analytics? and do that within the same product. And that's the reason why we, yesterday, announced CloudWatch Logs Insights. CloudWatch Logs Insights is an interactive, fully integrated within CloudWatch and pay-as-you-go log analytics service for, uh, for CloudWatch. What are the benefits or the properties of the service? There are five that we think are important, right? The first one that we see is From the very beginning, we thought what we wanted to build is something that is easy to use. The main reason we wanted to build CloudWatch Logs Insights was so that you can ask the questions that you want off your logs and get answers relatively easily, right? The second one was about this idea that the answers that you wanted were supposed to be coming to you relatively fast. So we actually decided to make speed an important property of the service. Most of the queries that you run in CloudWatch Logs Insights would actually return your results back to you in seconds, regardless of the complexity of the query, regardless of the time frame that you're looking for. We also thought that we wanted the largest of the customers to be able to also use CloudWatch Logs Insights for for their logging um, analytics. And so we designed the service in such a way that you can ingest petabytes of, of logs. The two, last, important, the two uh, last properties are actually important for the customers that have uh, used the, the product within the private beta. The first one is that people wanted this to be a reasonably integrated part of CloudWatch, as opposed to a kind of separate uh, or disconnected part of the CloudWatch experience that they had. And more importantly, they wanted to have a pricing model that allowed them to not, have, to not take, undertake risk. So pay as you go, run it on, uh, run queries as you need them. And when you don't need them, there is no risk. You can simply stop using the service if that's uh, what you prefer, right? And that's a very important property in many other services of AWS, where we see that we must and want to earn your business every, every single hour. Why don't we uh, stop right here and actually go and take a look at the product. So what I'm going to do here is switch to the other computer. All right. So let's take a look at this. So here's the uh, here's the surface of CloudWatch Logs Insights. I I uh, have a single log group that we have here. I'm going to select that. The first thing that you will see that is a that is a a pretty, uh, a place where you can input your query. We're going to go through different different queries right now uh, that is going to illustrate that are going to illustrate kind of the the power and the, uh, the simplicity of the tool as well. Uh, On the right side, we have some help for you as well. So there is a fields command that you can add. There is a filter command. There is a stats command we're going to talk about in a minute. You can sort. You can limit the number of uh, uh, fields or or rows that you want to return. And also uh, a rather more sophisticated kind of command for parsing uh, logs that you may have uh, that are unstructured. In addition, CloudWatch Logs Insights actually discovers your fields if they come in JSON. So what what we do is we give you these kind of list of fields that we see that are commonly present in your logs and give them to you. And you can actually start finding uh, the number of columns that you can send into CloudWatch Logs Insights does not have a practical limit. We have internally uh, uh, cases where some of um, uh, Amazon teams actually ingest tens of thousands of fields in their logs. And you don't have to have a predefined structure. Uh, so every, every, there is a schema-less, that's the way we think about it, a schema-less uh, property of the service as well. Uh, and if you have a lot of fields, you know sometimes you may want to simply kind of look at, kind of try to discover kind of what fields you have. So it's easy for you to find them. But let's take a look at this. Uh, uh, let's start with a very simple, uh, simple command. I'm going to just kind of render the timestamp. I'm going to render the, the whole message, which is, something that uh, the ad message field basically encapsulates the whole content of the log event. Uh, and I'm going to do it just for these 15 minutes. Let's kind of run the query. And uh, what, it, what CloudWatch Logs Insights right now is doing is sort of going through your, through your uh, content, your logs, and it's going to start uh, parsing this information and bring it back to you. In this particular case, we're also doing an implicit sort. Uh, you have presumably a lot of servers, a lot of uh, containers, sending logs. And so we do an implicit sort on a descending order based on the timestamp without you having to actually specify that. So as you can tell, in this case, you already see a number of, uh, of log events that I, that I see. I can come in, probably expand it. I kind of take a look at the nature of every log event. I see the fields that I have there. I have host, HTTP verb, path, request ID, so on and so forth. A number of these fields uh, that are actually pretty common in, in my in my sample application. Now, let's go a little uh, further and say like, that I don't want, let's add one to see everything, right? I, j- I just want to filter. I'm just going to say filter. And I have a field called status code right here. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to say all the 500, and I'm going to use this pipe operator. The pipe operator says first run, first run the filter, and then kind of project the fields after that. I'm not going to render that message again. Uh, We've already seen that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of see a count ID. Uh, I have a path uh, field. And I'm also, I have a duration field, uh, which is, sort of is the kind of the time it took for, for the, the, this particular path to actually execute. And so what is going to happen now, is going to, CloudWatch Logs Insight is going to filter those log events, and it's going to render those four fields. Now again, same thing, but now you can see that in the uh, in the bottom in the re- results area, now you have the four columns that we asked for. So we asked for the time, Sam. We ask for account ID. We ask for the path, and we ask for the duration. So that's already here. Uh, as we start looking at these logs, you know, in this in this data, right, we can see that there is there are some rows that actually have a higher duration, right? So this is where you can start thinking, hey, maybe something is not quite the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and let's see, maybe what I want to do now is actually sort. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave that there and I'm going to sort the duration in descending order. So instead of using the timestamp to do a, an implicit sorting, what I'm going to do is sort the duration in reverse order. So now I can see that a it is not a single event. right? There are a lot of events that are already coming in with this Presumably large, large latency or duration for for my sample application, right? So in this case now, what I can start thinking is what can possibly be happening, right? So let's say that instead of doing this now, I'm going to start, I'm going to start wondering how is this affecting my my customers? So I'm going to actually do an aggregation on duration uh, and uh, and and do it by account ID. So I'm going to use the stats command. The stats command indicates that this is going to be an aggregation. And I'm going to use the maximum duration. I'm going to name that uh, D. So this is an ephemeral field. So D is going to be a field that is not present in your log events, but it's actually calculated. And I'm going to use this by account ID. What I like to see is then uh, whether uh, this is a, a problem that is presumably affecting a single account or is affecting more than one account. And I'm going to run this. I'm going to sort that field, that by the, uh, the maximum duration, or D in this particular case, also in descending order. Now, as, I, as you can tell now, I'm getting the uh, duration uh, by, by each one of these account IDs. And I can tell already that all accounts are actually getting affected. Maybe another theory that you can have is maybe it is by path. So I have different paths in my application. Presumably, I go and now say, I'm going to sort by path. Maybe this is localized to a specific part of my app and run that query again. And we can see, again, that it's not really uh, localized to a specific path. Uh, this is kind of suffering across uh, uh, every one of these paths is actually suffering from the same effect. Uh, something interesting that we can also do is I'm going to do something. I'm going to use an operator called the bin operator. The bin operator, what it's going to do, is going to do the aggregation just like we did it for account, just like we did it for path, but it's going to do it over a unit of time. So in this, in this case, I'm going to say uh, I'm only querying 15 minutes just for the for demo purposes. But I'm going to say for every minute, do that, and I'm going to remove the sort because. In CloudWatch Logs Insights, whenever we see this bin operator, we know that you want to probably see the data sorted by the time. And so if you don't give us any other indicator, we're simply going to sort it by time. And I'm going to run the same query. And we're going to see how, uh, in this this case, I'm going to ask you to pay attention to the minute, right? You can see how 34, 33, 32, 31. So CloudWatch Logs Insights is doing the aggregation over the bin of time, and it's also sorting the data in reverse order. In reverse order because we presume that what you want to do is see the most recent data up above, right, uh, uh, first, as opposed to having to scan all the way down to the bottom. You also get a bonus point, uh, a bonus feature in uh, when you bin uh, by, uh, by, uh, by time because we activate this visualization tab that allows you to see your data uh, over time. And just like in CloudWatch like logs dashboards, you can you can change this and maybe make it by stack if you have multiple aggregations. Uh, personally, I, I like I like lines, right? Uh, kind of give me a single unit without having to stack. Uh, over time, again, you can well you can envision that we continue will continue to add more visualizations. Now, obviously, right? Uh, uh, it seems like uh, the when when I look at the data in stack, it still looks like. It's, a, it's really a continuous problem over time. So just to kind of wrap up the, the demo, I'm going to kind of look at this by host. So we have a field called host, and I'm going to do the sort again. I'm going to do sort uh, duration in descending order. And, uh, and we're gonna see if there is uh, something that is happening that is unique to a specific host. And sure enough, this is actually that, uh, an example that we saw in one of our internal systems. In this particular case, you can tell that there is a specific host that has a particular problem. Uh, and then now you start having a little more insight into what exactly could be happening. You can start correlating these with the changes that you might have made in your application. There are other things you can do that I encourage everybody in the room to sort of go and explore. There is support for percentiles as well. So for example, instead of maximum duration, I can simply say, I would like to do the percentile. You can use PCT or percentile and you can say maybe 99% or 99.9. Let's take a look at that. It takes a little longer, obviously to write percentile calculations, but but again, uh, there, is, uh, there is a number of other operators that you, can, that you can do. You can combine multiple aggregations as well, by the way. So no, you don't have to have a single, a single aggregation in that stats command. There is min, there is max, there is per- arbitrary percentiles. Uh, the, uh, we will continue to add more, so please refer to the documentation. For homework, right? what I would love everybody to do is sort of go and take a look at some of the sample queries that you can also have right here. So if you have CloudTrail... Uh, Queries. There are some queries that you can already go and run. This is not a CloudTrail log, uh, but you know, for example, if you want to uh, run something for, uh, let me see, what was that? That was the number of log entries by service, event type, and region. For example, uh, let's say route 53, the number of requests received every 10 minutes. Uh, uh, so and so forth. So you can have a number of a number of examples that would allow you then to uh, actually get some more ideas for how to run queries on your side. Uh, I think another thing uh, that, is, that I've used in the past in, and uh, also a very popular log type uh, for us is VPCs, right? So you, you have those four as well. If you have input for us, we would love for you to click on that email us link uh, and let us know if there is a feature that you would like to see. That, uh, that does not go into some kind of random inbox, uh, the team, myself, Daniel, all the folks in the team, actually, we actually get those emails ourselves. Uh, so we will be able to uh, to kind of take a look at your feedback if you have any, uh, any uh, particular opinion about something that we might have missed or something that you think should be added in the product or changed. We, last night, got a, uh, a recommendation from a person from Japan who believed that the translation we were using for for something called duplicate was really not precise in Japanese. So we love that feedback, right? He's telling you what you're saying is not duplicate. You're saying copy, which is not exactly the same. Uh, And so we kind of love that feedback. So if you have something for us, uh, please let us know. Okay, so hopefully with that, right, you get the idea of what uh, the reason for existing use of CloudWatch Logs Insights as part of CloudWatch. Obviously, we build that with the purpose, with specific purpose of log diving. So if you're an engineer, you're an operator, you're an application developer, uh, you're an operations engineer, uh, this is for you. You are, you have a problem, you're that person in that kind of circle of blissful ignorance all the way to enlightenment, right, and you need to, you need a tool that can allow you to go and ask questions of your logs, and get rapid answers. Uh, We want you to be able to resolve your operational problems faster than possible right now. Uh, So right now, what you have, what you saw, is that most of the queries are going to return in seconds, regardless of the uh, complexity of your query. In the back, uh, we provision the, the uh, resources for you, so you do not have to manage anything. Uh, this uh, this is really the experience that you're going to see in your own account. You don't have to think about hosts. You don't have to think about servers. This is a fully managed service, and I hope that you also saw the uh, the opportunities that you have to connect to the, the dots between logs and metrics. Something that I forgot to do, by the way, that maybe I'm going to go back actually and actually re- replicate is. Uh, the ability for you to actually add the results of the uh, uh, the the query right here in other surfaces. My favorite feature, by the way, is copy res- copy the query results. Right, I want to send them to somebody else uh, or put it in some editor or ticket. Right, so I simply can copy and paste them. I really like this feature personally; is my favorite. Uh, other Others others in the team prefer to add them to dashboards, so that uh, result set that you see right there, I'm going to add it to this dashboard. What I added uh, earlier in the day, a couple of of metrics in my sample application, but I go there, and now I don't have just my metrics, but I actually have a, a, a widget that visualizes the results of that query that we ran. Right, so now for the first time in CloudWatch, you can combine the results of your metrics with the uh, results of your queries. So this is fantastic as well. Uh, uh, every time that uh, sort of I have the opportunity to educate people on having a single kind of holistic view of logs, metrics, and in the future also uh, traces, that's something that really, uh, really is important. I hope it makes a difference in your operations. Go ahead and uh, take this as a cheat sheet, right? So uh, again, for the uh, purpose of log diving, this little sample of all the commands that are available from calculations, from filters, counters, the ability to sort. I didn't use the limit command, but you can also use that. Uh, for example, you can say limit 20, right? And we will limit the result set back to you to, for 20. I didn't run an example for a full-text search, but uh, CloudWatch Logs Insights allows you to type a command like hello world or hello and world. And we will look for the word hello and the, world, uh, the word world, whatever they happen in your log events, and bring that as a data set. It also supports uh, a full uh, regular expression syntax. So this, that's also part of the documentation that you can go and take a look. And also, I did not show you the parse command. I'll, I re- highly recommend that you go and take a look at that. If your logs uh, are unstructured, you, you have this ability to then create and project fields that we call ephemeral. They are not part of your log events, but they are part of your, uh, uh, of your query. In terms of pricing, I mentioned this earlier, pay-as-you-go, meaning there is no risk. In, uh, uh, in the U.S. East, uh, Northern Virginia region. That means uh, half of a cent per gigabyte of query uh, of uh, GB scanned. Uh, uh, take a look at the different regions that you use. Uh, the uh, The prices vary slightly per region, so just take a look at that. What are the use cases that we think uh, CloudWatch Logs Insights can be applicable to? So we think of these four. I'm going to talk about three, uh, uh, and then uh, Ludovic is going to talk about security and compliance at Jamalto. From an operational troubleshooting perspective, I hope everybody understands that at a high level, right? We all know diagnosing issues is difficult. You have way too much data, very little information, and that also that only derives in downtime and higher user impact, which is not really fun. So the benefit again is that you can convert your logs into real information that you can you can then use, get answers quickly, quickly, right, and then rapidly assess kind of the situations that you, can, that you have in front of you uh, in, term, in terms of trying to figure out uh, and prioritize your hypotheses and investigations. But the CloudWatch Logs insight is not only applicable when you're operating a system; it's also useful when you're uh, building an application. So, if you're an engineer, uh, application developer, right? One of the things that happen as you're developing your application, you may not be opinionated on what metrics you want to publish. The application may become opaque, right? And that can slow down your development. You don't know what the baseline is for specific performance metric, right? But with CloudWatch Logs insights, you can start emitting logs into it and start to ask questions about how your design is evolving as you are developing your application. And that obviously hopefully uh, helps you then create better applications because it's easier for you to debug and also create a better understanding of how your application starts evolving as more and more people join your effort as the application itself evolves. Now, a very common use case that we also see is what we call integrated monitoring. This is really important for us I hear every now and then uh, some vendor, for example, saying that my tool, whatever tool is that they are selling, is the one tool that you need. Uh, We do not believe that at CloudWatch, and we do not believe that of CloudWatch itself. Uh, And if you hear somebody from the CloudWatch team telling you that CloudWatch is the single tool that you can use for all of your problems, send them to me, because it is not really the way we think about the problem. The way we think about the problem is monitoring is complex enough, and if you already have solutions that are working, if you have uh, uh, tooling that you've built that works for you, or if you already have investment, there is no reason for you to actually change that. And so what we have, for example, we continue to, uh, to build an API. In this case, there is a new API for for querying is uh, you might have seen an announcement from a partner of ours yesterday already kind of announcing their integration with CloudWatch Logs Insights. We continue to have a lot of customers that uh, want to continue to do uh, Amazon Elasticsearch service, continue to build their dashboards in Kibana and using Logstash for that. Perfectly appropriate uh, for us. What we believe is what you want to be able to do. Again, every shop is, is different. Every need is unique, and so what we want you is to have the APIs and build a tool that you can uh, use to solve your problems uh, more easily and leverage the investments that you've already made on your existing products. With that, what I'd like to do is to bring uh, Ludovic is that Did I do it right, Ludovic? Uh, by the way, he came all the way from France. Can you give him a hand? All the way from France to talk to you guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Good evening, everyone. And. Uh... Thanks for having me today. So I'm really excited I'm um, delighted to uh, present um, today uh, what we've gone working uh, since, uh, since a long time with, uh, with CloudWatch team. So um, first of all, CloudWatch Logs insight. Um, we'd like to see how to collect data, how to correlate them, how to make sure that we can maintain, at Gemalto, the security posture. Uh, to collect um, the most valuable insight and to make sure that we can respond in better and faster way from a security standpoint. Um, as you mentioned, I'm Ludovic Tresol, I'm the head of public class for the, the Gemalto company. Um, I'm leading the security operation engineering team. Uh, I'm the lucky guy handling the, uh, the 24-7 as well. Um, but first of all, um, I'd like to tell you a bit about uh, Gemalto, uh, where we are today, and what we are working on. Um, first of all, um, Gemalto is, um, is a security company. Um, we are really working on the six main markets. Those six main markets, um, we, are, we have differentiator. So first of all, the banking and payment market. Um, we are delivering NFC banking card, a banking card traditional one. Um, we are having as well tokenization services. Um, when making sure about, um, um, we are ensuring the, the tokenization across like Apple Pay, Samsung Pay. Uh, we are on a critical uh, path of, the, of this chain. Software monetization, IP l- licensing, and, and software protection. On the enterprise security, um, I think there is something that you all know uh, we, and, and in that particular case, AWS is our customer. Uh, we are delivering the hardware token, the IDPROF, the small one that helps you to um, uh, ensure the protection of the, uh, uh, the access for the console and the API accesses as well. Um, we are delivering a broad range of HSM, general purpose and payment HSM. On the mobile side, we are um, um, SIM, card, the, um, SIM card manufacturer. We are delivering SIM card and embedded SIM card, machine to machine module. government business unit is delivering the biometric passport. And obviously, uh, we are um, delivering as well IoT um, uh, connected car. Um, I mean, we are participating to deliver the connected car. And obviously, we are part of the smart home and the smart city uh, consortium. There is something interesting. Uh, in that kind of um, presentation is that within Chimalto, um, we are really working on different kind of use cases. And one of the first use cases that we're working on is the security part. When we are dealing with security, I mean, when it comes to security, we all know that we may have incidents in the end. Uh, and when we have incident. Um, you all know that when we're making a security incident investigation, it can be long and sometimes complex. Long because um, we need to figure out who is guilty, is that intentional, unintentional, when it had been done, what had been done, and this is something which is challenging. Uh, to make sure about that security incident investigation, we have different log source, we have many format, many logs. Time-consuming because um, doing investigation is really requiring a lot of different activities. Um, identifying obviously uh, who have done what, and obviously make sure about um, um, remediating, recovering the, uh, or, or, or preserving the evidences. We need obviously, and this is the most important part, collect the data and report the data. So. I'd like to introduce one thing is that the security team right now have worked on a different kind of architecture. And this is the one that they come out. And thanks to uh, CloudWatch Logs Insight, um, we've been able to collect and automate the collection of all the data uh, from a security standpoint across different kind of logs. As you was mentioning, CloudWatch Logs, uh, Lambdas Logs, we were as well working with VPC flow logs and, and, and DNS logs as well. So basically, uh, I will talk about a short story. Um, the first story is that, um, did you ever know what is the first security incident that any kind of cloud security team is facing when they are starting on public clouds? Did anyone know that? A three public bucket uh, is something that is commonly, uh, let's say, seen in a security field. So basically, I will take it and, and show you how it has been architected and how to make sure we can collect all the information and what we have Uh, on on which kind of example we have worked on. So first of all, um, we have a bunch of internal tooling and obviously AWS tooling um, that that can detect that, for instance, a bucket had been put in public. Um, Security findings is raised and we have a mechanism that makes, um, um, let's say, a different kind of workflow. In that particular case, we're using step functions. Um, which is obviously uh, triggering different kinds of Lambda. We are using that glue to perform uh, a bunch of notification, so notifying to Slack, to ServiceNow, and then obviously after, we are making sure about the remediation. Uh, This is done automatically, but that's not the main uh, important point. The main important point is that at this stage, we are able to collect for security analysts automatically, and thanks to CloudWatch Lord Insight, all the information. Because we wanted to make sure about what had been done, who have done that, and obviously, we, we, we can obviously make additional um, um, investigation and additional actions. The last point is that obviously, we are updating the, uh, the incident. And I'd like to show you uh, a bit of use case that we, w- we were doing, um, and this is practical use cases using CloudWatch Logs insight. So first of all, when we are doing security investigation, we need obviously to know uh, what are the, the, the system user behavior, okay? We are relying on Gemalto, on AWS system manager, session manager. Quite complex to pronunciate uh, for a French guy. Um, so uh, this is the newly announced um, uh, SSS and RDP uh, connection to EC2 instances. And they are draining logs and they are draining CloudWatch logs. This, when you, uh, when you wanted to assess what is the system user behavior, you can easily do a query using Insight. And this is my favorite command, is the parse command, because you can do whatever you want inside. So we are searching exactly what are all the Unix commands or all the Windows command that the, 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 the attacker or, or even the unintentional uh, engineers have made to make sure that there is no like escalation, privilege escalation, or even uh, no kind of hacking. There is one additional point that is extremely interesting is that the part command, we are mixing it with ephemeral field. Ephemeral field, uh, I don't remember if Jara G- G- F- uh, talked about it, this is an extremely powerful uh, feature because you can uh, put the result of any kind of uh, information in that, uh, in that field and we use the ephemeral field later on in the, uh, in the query uh, to filter or to make statistics on it. The second second use cases is really to correlate and and use uh, uh, network evidences. So first of all, we will work with uh, Amazon VPC flow logs, and we work obviously with uh, route 53 logs. And there is one thing which is extremely useful for security analysts, is to make statistics. Just to understand globally what is the activity. And we are obviously using the stat command, and we are using time bucket. Using the time bucket, we are gathering all the activity, all the stat command output in a given time. For instance, we have taken, you know, we will see a uh, four hours in a given time for the next, uh, on the next um, uh, Cloud Bogeot Trail example. The next one is really the, the API activity. How to quickly scope AWS API activity? So um, we are using obviously to find out uh, what had been done and when. We are using Cloud, the cloud Trail logs. So we are relying on the JSON field with dot notation, which is an extremely powerful feature from CloudWatch Logs inside. Let's see it in action. So those are a bit more simple than what we are doing, but that's exactly the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the idea. And we are obviously not doing through the console. Uh, we, are automated. we have a fully automated uh, the, uh, uh, the queries uh, using the, the Botocore SDK. So basically what you're seeing uh, on the screen is that we have a different kind of fields. So we have the time, the region, we wanna see, uh, obviously, uh, the, the name, uh, the, the principal ID of the, of the user, and we are uh, putting the bucket name. When there is a security incident finding, we were receiving from, for, from our uh, security tooling what was the bucket that was put in public. So obviously, uh, we are reusing the bucket name and putting it in the query. And we want to see as well what is the kind of permission. In that particular case, we are we are putting the full permission just to make sure that it was uh, the, the bucket being uh, being open and public. And we are putting the uh, put bucket as ACL um, because yeah, that, that is the event. The query of that result is quite is quite simple. We have the timestamp, so we have the when, and this is extremely interesting for security analysts. We have the when, we have the what as well. So. Here, here is the, the user that has been performing, the, uh, the, the, let's say, the faulty, uh, the faulty uh, put bucket ACL, and we have obviously the S3 the, the buckets. So there is one thing which is extremely interesting, is that in all of our automation, we are reusing the outcome of the query to, uh, to create another kind of query. If you remember, we were having obviously the the bucket name, and now we have the the, the name of the user. So we are re-injecting those two information inside a new uh, inside a new request, and we wanted to see uh, what are all the other activity that the user has been performing uh, uh, on the bucket. So. Um, at the top of the bucket, you see that for, we want to do a statistics. And we are obviously, we are making a time bucket. So every four hours, we will uh, put the outcome of the, the statistic count for every, um, let's say, uh, bucket of four hours. Then after, we are filtering obviously on the three uh, components. And uh, we are re-injecting uh, the, uh, the bucket name, and we are re-injecting the, the username. So the result is quite simple is that we have all the actions, and uh, let's say that, uh, globally, it shows the, the number of activity that the user has been performing on, the, on that kind of bucket. Obviously, you can uh, really combine uh, m- many, many things. So, so here we have just filter on s 3 bucket, but you can filter like on EC2, on plenty of other service, just to see if the, if the user was not uh, playing with other kind of components, as soon as, obviously, you have the, the username. So now let me just uh, um, uh, give you a few feedbacks about uh, our testing. First of all, um, we were really loving the Query Builder. The query builder is really something that is easy to use. We were performing all the queries were initially performed inside the uh, the console, and then after we are just taking it and putting it in the in the lambda functions. Uh, there is an extremely powerful feature as well, which is the automatic field detection. Extremely interesting for cloud uh, cloudtrail, for instance, all the JSON uh, um, all the JSON based uh, uh, logs. Um, obviously, we are generating, I mean, a few dashboards, and the timeline dashboard is quite interesting because it helps the security analyst to quickly focus on where, where there were activities. When you are, for instance, making a statistics on networks, uh, you quickly show um, on, at which kind of time, if this is something that is uh, occurring every night, if this is something that is uh, recurring like every week, etc. it really helps to show up quickly where is the, uh, where is the issue. Uh, and, and it helps uh, a lot the security uh, analysts. One thing that we love as well is that this is fully integrated. You have plenty of choices to uh, to perform let's say log analytics and um, Gemalto is really having a cloud native approach so um, We we do love several things. First of all, I really do love that the fact that when this is integrated, uh, we can manage uh, IAM permissioning directly uh, within uh, AWS. There is no need to have a separate IAM, uh, let's say, um, in the identity and access management, uh, even though uh, we don't have to patch it. Everything is fully managed. The great thing as well is is that it brings the two world, I mean, the management and the analytics. Um, and there is no log shipping latency. Everything is done in the AWS backbone, which is really an added value compared to, uh, to ship the logs like in an in, uh, outbound server on, on a SaaS distribution, for instance, that you can see with 3rd party uh, tooling. One last thing which is interesting is that you may have different way of doing the, um, um, I, I would say, of doing the request. You can streamline the request, like using Kinesis and Analytics, for instance, but you will most probably have an impact on the cost. The, the things that we, we love in case of forensic is that when we have an issue, this is really an on-demand request. We only perform the on-demand request on an hour, on a day. It depends really the case. And this is really uh, something that is cost effective from a, from a security point of view as well. And one thing which, was, uh, which is now is, uh, extremely interesting is that it saves hours for all of the security analysts in terms of, of uh, log drilling. Um, Let's say that a few months ago, security analysts were spending, I mean, for, for, for a week of investigation sometimes. Um, n- <coughs> now we have replayed the kind of use case. They, they, they are like having a, um, um, a 30 or two to 40 minutes uh, drilling down the, uh, all the logs and all the information that are computed by, uh, by CloudWatch logs uh, inside. So this is really uh, an effective, uh, an effective way of, of doing log analytics, and especially in the security world, when you need to react as much, I mean, as fast as possible. A uh, Few last points about what are the, what are the next points for us for, for CloudWatch logs. So first of all, we are planning to refine all the security queries that we have, and to inject as well few queries in our, in our operation to troubleshoot the network, to troubleshoot the DNS part as well. Um, we are planning to enhance a lot the visibility. As I said, we may have sometime the, uh, the outcomes of the logs, which might be fine in, in few cases, but sometimes as I say to have just a graph helps really the security analyst to focus quickly on uh, where is the problem and w- when was occurring the problem. There is no need to go through thousands of, of logs just to figure out uh, where is the problem and when it was the problem. And the last point is that um, um, we have started to work on infrastructure. First of all, our first, uh, uh, let's say, uh, log query was based on CloudWatch trail, uh, sorry, CloudTrail logs. Uh, CloudWatch, uh, we were having a, a bunch of uh, VPC flow logs and DNS uh, and DNS logs. Um, obviously, when you have a security incident. It's, it's extremely rare that it's only on, uh, only on infrastructure or only on application. Most of the time there are correlation in between infrastructure and application. So what we, have, uh, what we are currently working on is that we are working on with obviously the infrastructure log, but as well with the application logs to make sure that it brings more, more insight and more valuable information so that we will be able to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, um, to answer better. One last point uh, for me to, uh, to conclude. Is CloudWatch Lock is really bringing an infinite uh, possibility, an infinite combination, and there is one fun thing is that by the uh, by the way, uh, this is uh, that we are just at the beginning of our story for uh, to to work with uh, Cloud uh, CloudWatch locked inside. Thank you very much.
0: <clears throat> Thank you, Ludwig. That's all right. Thank you. All right, I know everybody wants to go to the party or go hydrate. Um, again, the way we introduce this is that there are a number of things that customers were telling us uh, that are the reason for which uh, CloudWatch Logs Insights actually exists as part of CloudWatch. The first one, people were telling us that they were still using grep; It was primitive tooling. That they were still uh, trying to write scripts or build spreadsheets to do calculations or uh, had to filter logs. Uh, to save uh, on, uh, on their existing tooling. Or maybe you had to build a, a solution that over time became really burdensome for the team. With CloudWatch Insights, we believe that uh, we have the opposite of those four things. right? So instead of being primitive tooling, it's really an easy yet powerful query engine that you can use, you can summarize, you can filter, you can calculate percentiles, number of other things, full regular expressions, for example. Instead of time consuming, it's fast right? The idea is that most of your queries are going to return the data in seconds, regardless of the complexity of the query or the data that you scan. It's also pay-as-you-go, right? So you don't have any commitments, right? There is no risk you can get started uh, and uh, continue to use the product really easily. And it's also managed. It's a managed service, which means that there is no software for you to manage. You can simply run queries. There is no host, uh, no capacity to have to deal with uh, uh, and again, we believe that it doesn't have to be complicated for you to get both your log management and your log analytics as part of CloudWatch. With that, I want to tell you how easy it is to get started. Really simple. If you're already an AWS uh, CloudWatch customer, uh, this service is already there for you already. All you have to do right now is go and run queries. Uh, you can query the data that it ha- that was ingested starting on November the 5th of this, uh, this year, 2018. And if you're not, It is really easy for you to get started. You can deploy the CloudWatch Logs agent, or you can enable logging from the different number of services that are available uh, already with integrations directly into CloudWatch Logs. Lambda is already there, CloudTrail, VPC, uh, and any other service, including RDS, and again, tens of more that are ready for you to work. So with that, I want to thank you a lot. I know this is late. It is far. If you came from another building, thanks a lot. We really want to remind you, Dev375, please, Uh, take a look at your uh, surveys. We really do read those. It makes us get better. It makes us improve. So any feedback, feedback that you have, please go ahead. DEV375. Thank you very much.